Hello and welcome to another episode of Deck Hockey Focus. We are your premier source for all things deck hockey. Uh, we want to start this episode out by letting you know we do have glasses for sale in the pro shop. A bunch of deckhead glasses remain. Get them all before the season's over. Uh, Mock Shack, let's just jump right into this. All right, we had the Waterloo NDA tournament, the first NDA tournament of the season last weekend. Uh, yeah, it was, in a few words, a blast. Mock, what are your thoughts on the tournament? Well, I would say right off what jumps to mind is the way that everybody elevates their gameplay right. um, and the, the, the different, I don't know if it's a style or there's just a different element to the game. It reminds me of like watching the NHL playoffs where the regular season is intense and you know, everybody's giving it their all, but there's a whole nother gear for tournaments. And then inside that, the difference between the competition on Friday, Saturday, and then on Sunday when it was the freaking money round. <laughs> yep. I mean, everybody was on their A game. And if you weren't on your A game, it showed immediately. You're like done. everybody, even, so I got to ref the, the the championship for the three and the four. And everybody, I mean, there were no screws loose. Everybody had their heads on right, and they were all trying to win. And, like, the games were clean. The passes were pretty crisp. And, I mean, you could tell everybody was beat and bruised, and they were just grinding. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. I, I, for me, <coughs> excuse me, it was just piggybacking on that extra gear. But the, how the teams were structured and that level of competition was insane. I didn't envision, like, playing, having to play that hard at that high of a level every single game oh every shift yeah yeah and i want to let i just want a quick shout out to you guys uh with irish mafia nobody expected you guys to even come that close to beating tracos i mean it was in in all intents and purposes of this it was a one goal game it came Whoa. down to scully pulling an insane move off of miscommunication with Shaq and us behind a net um it was a as close of a game as you could get and they Everybody had counted you guys out, and you had no problem yeah, showing yeah. that you deserved to be so there. So we were going to run through uh, all the winners of the divisions and things, but it ended up uh, Tracos took uh, the two plus, and they beat Springfield eight to five. Yeah. But I, we got to toot our own horns. It's our podcast. You have to listen to us talk about us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Skip this part if you but, don't. But, but we're doing we, it. But seriously though, we we ran we ran a system. And I'd say the system worked because we were super far under the salary cap because we had some players drop off and things like that. But we ended up, we lost to Tracos by two. Uh, and then they had two empty netters on us. We're so that count. was, a, that was a, uh, basically a one-goal game. And as every goalie knows, empty well, netters We tied count. Springfield, and yeah. that was the championship. So I was, I was pretty pleased with the way that we came in, despite uh, what we had. Overcame um, some adversities, let's call it that. Well, and then Shaq, I know you were mentioning to me kind of uh, as we were getting ready here, the importance of having a system and having a game plan. And that that's going to be our tip of the week. Yeah, this we're week. going to get there. Foreshadowing for those <laughs> listening. Uh, so let's, let's go take a moment. Let's go through the uh, point leaders. So Thomas Colas had 21 points um, for... Springfield, this is actually a Springfield-centric uh, leaderboard It's here. a clean sweep from Springfield. Yeah, Chris, Chris Harris. With 13 goals, and then Jack Healy with 12 assists. Well, and it's what we were talking about, too, when uh, when we were saying the goal differential matters and stuff like that. 
watch out for the Springfield team when it comes to the summer tournament and there are more teams and goal differential is actually a huge determiner. Because Those guys can turn it on. When they had a team that was kind of belly up, they gutted them. They yep. just were scoring, 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 scoring. They were good. Tracos yep. is the same way, but I, I feel like people came to play a little more on Tracos just because they've got a, maybe a little more brand recognition, for yeah. lack of a better term. But, <laughs> well, uh, those Springfield guys are going to be tough in the in the in the in summer the, tournament. The summer yeah, tournament watch sure. out, watch out for them in July. While They're we're talking team. about people to watch out for, uh, watch out for my boy Ryan Shackelford, the only goalie in the Waterloo tournament to have over a ninety percent save percentage twice. twice. Uh, in D2+. plus, So he will be a force to be reckoned with yes. in the Thank summer you. tournament. Good work. Thank you. That is yes, a good fun awesome fact. Job. <laughs> in some, a, deck, uh, some deck trivia. We'll bring that up in two years. <laughs> be on the final. Uh, moving on to D3+, plus, uh, our other great buddy, Wait, Chad did we, Canelli. Did we run through the goals and the assists? Yeah, yeah we totally did. Yep. Okay, good. Our other great friend, Chad Canelli, with the dailies, took it to Stashville, 7-3. to three. That would that's uh Stashville is a good team. They just ran out of gas. Yeah. Dailies is a team that that they just pummel you. They just run, 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 run. I would say Stashville skill wise is better, but mm-hmm. they just outworked them constantly. And on Sunday, if you don't have that extra gear and the the dailies, they were not tired at all. Where everyone else has to grind it out. The dailies are just out for another day. Yeah. Yeah. And I, mean, I can tell you Chad worked out all the kinks in his game. Was, on Saturday, so he was ready to go Chad come really Sunday. Well. But, but speaking uh, of playing well, could we go to the points board? Okay. <laughs> the points board in uh, in D3 is... Um, it's a sweep. It's an easy one. <laughs> uh, so on goals, uh, on assists, and on points, all leading, Colin Carstens. Uh, 19 points, 10 goals, and 9 assists. That's uh, just a, a world win. Great, I mean, great job, Colin. We yeah. can tell you never stop running. 19 points, 10 goals, 9 assists. Well, that's why I have him on a long-term and, contract, too. Yeah. I mean, that just, that, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> finally, wrapping up the tournament in the bottom league, we had the uh, QCOGs versus the uh, Deck Generals. I actually played on the Deck Generals. 5-3, uh, to three, it was a very, very close game, hard fought out. Uh, we had some younger guys on our team take the last three minutes and not shift at all. Which goes counter to what the show has said time and time again. Are they not? And we had a segment about it last week. I don't know. I thought the OGs kind of did the same thing. They put Carter Lawson out there and just said, "Hey, we need to win the game, and now it's your job." Which is which is fine. And Carter and Jordan, I mean, that line was that was their team. Well, and that shows in the point board here. Yeah, because that that's their top. I'm like, was it top line? Yeah, it was. I, they don't. Nobody really has top lines there. But it was yeah. their top line. Yeah. 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 Well, clearly because Jack James led the league in points with thirteen, Carter Lawson with ten goals, and Jordan Lawson six assists. Yeah. Uh, so Listening to them interact is amazing too. I <laughs> it's feel like fun. a lot of people could learn from just the way that they interact, where it's like, it's like tension and animosity, but also Pure like love. a team environment. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy. They're just like what are you doing? You got to get that. And they're like, I know whatever. And then they go back out there and fix the problem. And they're like, nice goal. Yeah. Good job. And it's just like, Oh, it's a very constructive, destructive conversation. Yeah. It's amazing to watch them play, but seriously, they were connecting the dots and that's why they collectively as a line took away the, the points board. But I mean, top to bottom, that tournament was, that was, it was a great time. It was, it was awesome. Fun. Yeah. It was a good time. Uh, lots of money being given out by the nda uh look for more money coming out this summer at our wait. nda summer tournament can we just wildly speculate about how much money is going to be in the summer 450 tournament? million dollars 
You think? I'm going to no. say south of that. I'm going yeah, to say around 400, 10, 10 to 12,000 given away. That was four, 15 last year. So 450 Canadian. Uh. It'll be 450 <laughs> Canadian. Yeah, oil's taking a dive here, so the, the value is going down. But yeah, last thing I want to touch on is use that tournament to kind of springboard you guys into the summer tournament. Uh, if And I know that Shaq and I have already been kind of wheeling and dealing and saying, you know, maybe, maybe this guy uh, is somebody that we need to look at moving down to our lower team this is maybe someone we need to bring in here's a guy that uh you know hasn't played in a while but maybe he's getting back in shape or whatever and and use what you've learned this last weekend to adjust what you need to adjust shifting lines around if you found out hey on sunday i was dying i need to get in shape you know that you just take what you learned last weekend and apply that to the summer tournament because the summer tournament that's my Stanley Cup. Those 100%. are my Stanley Cup playoffs. Everything before that doesn't matter. Everything after that doesn't matter. It's all just a process to get through that tournament. Yeah. No, and, uh, you know, that's exactly what we're doing. So we we're talking about players uh, that we saw on other teams, or I didn't even think about them coming in. May or may not have snatched them up yesterday. Do you think there will be a hybrid team where some guys from Springfield – scoop a couple QC guys or some Waterloo guys team up with Springfield guys to take down the QC. That's my actual worry is that there's going to be a team that, oh, we know a couple of guys from Boston and they're going to come in and then we're going to steal deck Jesus from Waterloo. And then we're going to make a, we're going to make a crazy team and we're just going to call it whatever. That would be amazing. The deck United or something. Scary. I don't want that to happen for my sake, but that would be awesome. I'm just saying, the way that the community was working last weekend, it seemed like instead of QC deck hockey, Springfield deck hockey, and Waterloo deck oh, hockey, all... it seemed like deck hockey, where are you from? Yep. For sure. For I sure. like that a lot, and, so looking you know, forward. We'll, we'll get to the conclusion on that thought um, this uh, upcoming July when we go out there and play for the best weekend of the year. This episode is brought to you by Squatch's Anger Management. Don't take it out on your opponents. Shoot, score, selly, repeat. You guys figured out the formula by now. We have our refs corner coming up. We set up a scenario last week uh, to summarize it. A player shoots the ball, gets deflected on the offensive side of center. Defensive side. Defensive side of center. Yep. Hits the crossbar and goes out. Where's the faceoff? Okay, the, the reason that I kind of proposed that as a question was because I was racking my brain thinking of, okay, what's the most complicated faceoff scenario I can possibly think of? And then as, plausible. as I was thinking of it, I realized like I'm in a gray area where I'm pretty sure I've got it right, and I'm not 100% on that. Um so the conclusion, and I actually had to bring Nick in on this because I was not 100% sure. Uh, so what I had originally been batting back and forth is so uh, we'll say it's Chris Caspers this time because it was Perry last time. Yeah. Takes a shot, deflects off me as a defender, but I'm on his same side. Oh, the red I deflect it. It goes top bar out of play. And so my my i guess conundrum there was does it go based on the tip because a shot on net if it hits the post is, is not a shot on net correct right. so my my i guess back and forth in my head was 
do I base it on where the deflection was or do I base it on the fact that the reason it went out of play is because of the net, which is in the offensive zone? Right, and we talked in pre-production. My gut was saying it goes center. That, that was my answer, too. I right. wasn't 100% on it, but I was playing the deflection. I, I think that as a general rule, everything should benefit scoring and offense in a game. That, mm-hmm. That's what makes the game of deck hockey better than any other game. That's why we make fun of soccer for being slow. It's why we make fun of five-on-five ball hockey or whatever they call it for being slow is because there's less shots, there's less scoring, there's less intensity. So it deflects off the crossbar, it goes out of play, it is an offensive zone faceoff, regardless of where it's tipped Mm -hmm. and who tipped it, whatever. Crossbar, out of play. Post, out of play. It's always going to be in the zone. Then the second thing was that it hits off the crossbar, same scenario, goes through the fence. It deflects off the paper player and goes through the fence. No yeah, it hits a crossbar, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anything that hits the fence or goes through the fence, no matter where, the way that you're supposed to play it is as though the ball dropped straight down. So it's an offensive zone. Yes. Yeah. So if it hits the fence and goes out of play, it's from where it hit the fence. If it were to drop directly down, that closest dot is where it is. So mm-hmm. in the in the scenario that you miss the net and it goes through the fence, that's an offensive zone faceoff. Yeah, that one I thought I had pretty well locked down, but the first one I was like, uh. yeah. And it came down to it was like we had no idea, so we ended up calling. Well, we had we had our gut feel on it, right? So we had to call Nick as our head official to get just some clarification. Um, just so you guys know, we're not just spitting out fake news. We do check with the officials. <laughs> oh man, that was a, that was a little bit of a gray snare. Can I can I wrap this up with something I want to give? Like just a small thing. Sometimes it gets stuck up on the dasher where it's not stuck in the fence, but it's like rolling ro- along the ledge. It goes to the stick above conversation. Don't don't use your stick for that. Knock it off with your hand. Because if you're short, every time just knock it off with your hand, you'll be totally fine. I, I see a lot of people worried about that. They're like, oh, am I going to get a high stick? Maybe. Don't risk it. Use your hand. Knock it down. Yeah. Just, I just, I just no, thought of that segue. on the fly. I think that's a good idea. Oh, it happened a few times last week too, where some were called, some weren't, and there was a little conversations about it. But it's a good clarification. But yeah, so when that goes through the fence, get set up. Offense right. is on face-off time. <laughs> and to wrap up uh, refs corner this week, Mark, I've been on the website a lot. I've been looking at some of the penalties that have been coming through, and I've been noticing a lot more. On sportsman likes, roughing. Um, I saw fighting the other night that Verbal came up. Abuse. There have been right. some slashes, things like that. And I think the, the the thing too is, it was so refreshing going to the tournament this weekend where everybody was so focused on winning and fixing problems within their own team. They and, weren't you know, taking it out on the how other can one. We fix the power play. Maybe we need to adjust lines. It's it's problems within our own organization rather than externalizing the problem and saying like I'm going to cheap shot this guy or the refs aren't making calls or whatever it is. Right. And when we get back into league play, take that with you and focus on your craft. And at the end of the day, you win games by scoring goals. You know, I, I could call the worst game. Any ref can call the worst game ever. And it's literally not enough to influence a game enough. No, I mean, not. if you're losing by two or three goals, it's not the ref's fault. You know, if there's maybe one call here or there, you got to let those ones slide. But I think overall, we just we want to see clean play and. I mean, I'm I'm covered in bruises right now, but they're from blocking shots. Yeah, right. you know, they're and from I, taking face-offs. I, I don't think we were ever gonna have to say this on this show um, again. I think we talked about it last year. Once. Well, if if you're not winning, fighting the ref is not gonna solve your problems. 
And taking it out on the other team isn't going to solve it either. You guys right. need to, as Mock said, don't externalize it. You need to look at what your team is doing. Perhaps watching basic basics. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but, it's an uncomfortable position. but the cheap shots from behind, we've had a suspension for a guy getting baseball batted in the back from behind. The slashes behind the play, some serious bruises. I had a guy and... hack a goalie well after the play last night. Yeah. Not, not even... Not even in a gray area. The play had been stopped for a considerable amount of time. Lines were changing and stuff. And then he just decided, now's the time for me to hack the goalie to death. Yeah. If, if you're like, th- what's the mentality behind that, man? Get your head in the game. And, yeah. And, and, and a lot of times when I see it, it's good players who aren't playing good and they get frustrated and they take themselves out of the game and they become worse. If you can calm down, take a breath, get a squirt of water, get out there and do what you know you're good at. If you're a fast player, be fast. If you've got a good shot, keep shooting, you know, focus on your craft and, and, and then you get that goal and you'll break your slump and then you'll come out of it and everything will be great. The team will be back on the right track. Well, the harsh reality is that, you know, people are going to work the next day, so nobody wants to have to right. go tap into their insurance because of it. But if your mentality is if I'm frustrated or I'm not playing well, I want to go hurt the other player. All you're doing is hurting yourself and your team. Right. You're making yourself sure. look bad. And it's a good way to get not on your team next year. Correct. Or suspended for five games. Yeah. Or <laughs> or banned for life. Yeah, because what happens when you commit a penalty is you play with the less players for two minutes, and that's not going to help you score. Good example before we wrap this up was a few years ago, uh, and Dare and I had gotten into it, and there was a big just, I mean. What? What to do? Just now, you guys ridiculous. are best friends. There's a Tilly, but he got suspended for the rest of the season, or he had a season off, and he came back as a new player. So he's still a gritty guy. He plays hard. He's not going to let you get by him and stuff like that. But he's cleaned it up. He's cleaned up the language. He's and he's playing great. Yeah. You know, and like that, I would say that is a shining example of how instead of letting my emotions get the better of me, I can focus on the fact that I'm actually a really good player, and if I play to my abilities, I'm an asset to my team rather than a liability. Correct. And kind of tying all that off, you know, Mock just said it, Squatch ended earlier. If you're that type of player, eventually your team's not going to want you around. So don't hurt your team. Don't hurt other players. Go out there, work at what you do, and stop trying to hurt people. All right, Deckheads, this episode is brought to you by the brand new Crawford Brewery, which is connected to Healthy Habits brand new store. And that place is slick. We were talking about uh, trying to get your cardio up and get in better shape as the summer tournament comes along so that when Sunday rolls around, you've got the legs. Great place where you can grab yourself a beer. You can check out the bikes. I bike all the time. Keeps me in shape. I would really encourage everyone to check it out. And they make a really, really good IPA. Crawford Brewery. In our final segment of the episode, another tip of the week. This week... Have a game plan. Yeah, for the love of God, have a game plan. So we've been talking about it uh, the past few weeks with the power play and having kind of a system or an understanding of what you're going to do. But we don't want to be so narrow in the conversation. Translate it to the whole team. Exactly. Have a game plan coming in. Mock, like, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, I think it was basically sparked by uh, the way that we handled Tracos. On Sunday at Waterloo? Yeah, because they were the better team, hands down. No one's going to tell you otherwise if they do that wrong. They were, skill-wise, much, much better than us. We had a powwow before the game. We said, listen, boys, we're probably going to lose this game. Here's the way that we can make this a game for us. And it's, we can't play their game. We have to make them play our game. And skill-wise, they were leaps and bounds ahead of us. So we can't beat them at hockey. 
we have to make sure no hockey happens. And we have the, to slow the, it down. Well, in the tagline that we, we pulled <laughs> on that. 150 bad shots. 150 bad shots. Shoot everything at the net. Hope for a couple of lucky bounces. And do not let them set up in the offensive zone. Do not give them time. Create chaos. Make a sloppy, sloppy game happen. And, I mean, it was essentially a one-goal game. We ended up pulling our goalie and losing by two. But why we did that though is that Mock hinted at it that their skill level was way better. But we knew coming in, if we gave up five, six, seven goals, we weren't going to win. Yeah, yeah, we can't beat them nine to ten. So we knew we had to beat them two to one. We had to limit their opportunities and chances. So our the entire team got together before it. We kicked everybody off our bench, and it was like, let's focus on what we need to do here. Yep, we're and that not was here to have fun anymore. This is time for everyone on the team. We're we're bees in a hive. We're ants in a maze. Everyone, play your role become a hockey robot for the next three periods and we have a fighting chance at this game and it showed so yeah. from the flip side of it too Tracos had their own game plan for you guys i mean nick said don't talk to any of them we're not friends with them right now yeah and you gotta sometimes put those friendships aside because i mean we're playing with guys that maybe we're even trying to recruit for our summer tournament or they're guys that play with on the regular season yeah teams, like i'm like, playing against john jerace mm -hmm. and all of this stuff and like you can have a game plan going in, you know, like, oh, we know so-and-so's a hothead, so let's try to get him to take a penalty. If we can get them to take penalties, our power play can score. Our power play can score every time. So exactly. we want them to take penalties, and if we keep it clean, now we've got a chance. Or, like I was saying, with the dailies, the dailies, they just beat you to death with their legs. They just run, 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 run. And if you try to outrun dailies, they're it's going to destroy you. If you go into a game against a team that's got the physical capabilities like they do, you have to slow it down. You want mm -hmm. a slow game. You want a lot of stoppages. You need, you know, to be able to set up in the offensive zone, flying a guy isn't going to work against them. So you might have to change what you're going to do. And don't think of it as this is our, this is our system. This is what we run. We run this every time. Cause then you're predictable. Yeah. If yep. you can change that and say this, this is our niche. This is our, game plan for this specific game it's not going to work every game but this is our one this chance. is what we need to do now and you need to be able to adjust it throughout the game right all right we started with this plan we started down this path we need to make these slight adjustments now this guy's matching up well here or however that works you know change your lines move your guys around but the only way this works and you can do this is if everybody buys into the system right and we had that yeah every single person played their role there was no I don't think I heard anything negative on our bench the entire game other than just keep it up. Yeah. And OB was the most intense guy ever. He was on Nick so hard in the corner. One time he comes on the bench and he just, he, he, I guess shut him down. I don't even remember the play, but I, I remember he, how I think he was really, was. he was just mad. Mio was wearing his Jersey. He was so <laughs> amped up though. He gets on the bench. He's like, every time he goes in the corner, I'm going to make him feel me. And I was like, Oh, the intensity level right now is just like, it just emanates through everything. Yeah. And I love it. So the key there, the, there's two there's two things. I just said one, everybody has to be all in. So it's not just adding this this isn't specific to tournaments, it's regular season two. It's not just adding that one guy you think is good. You need to add guys that are gonna mesh well with your team. Mm -hmm. You're all gonna have to be playing the same game and all be in for the same goal. Right, right. If you have one guy who wants to do it for himself, this doesn't work. And you need to pick for their sure. you need to pick their flaw. So let's say you've got a guy that blocks a ton of shots. Uh, or they, they're a team that blocks a ton of shots. You know they're going to block those shots. You got to pass through it. You got to go around it. You got to do whatever you can mm -hmm. to get that puck to the net. 
maybe that's that's your niche for that game is watching out for their strong point and how can you take their strong point and make it into a weakness exactly and the other half of that is understanding what the other team is going to do absolutely so you can't show up five minutes before the game and be like okay cool let's go boys it's you know you need to be aware of Heads what in the game 100 game for sure and but, we had that man the mentality is just off the charts both qc waterloo nda three on three does contain stats I would highly suggest looking through those pages before you play somebody. Look at who their shooters are. Look who the hotheads are in the penalty minutes. I do. Look for all any advantage that you can squeak out with the statistics available at hand. That's how I built my Winter Classic team. That's how I work through my juniors teams. That's how I do everything. You have a ton of stats available to you. Well, Use and you can watch. In yeah. tournaments, you can watch. Watch your comment. Hey, mm-hmm. these are the guys that we're going to be playing tomorrow morning. Let's go and watch this game and see what's going on. Yeah, I use stats to kind of as the basis, but then I go watch the team. And if I see a guy has 20 goals in four games or something like that, and I go watch, he's just a one-man show. Right. Perfect. Right. That's yeah, amazing. just body him up all game. Yep. Can't then do we, well, if we can take a player that's one of our low-level guys and we say, listen, today's not going to be fun for you. Your job is to shut down Nick. Yep. And if you can shut down Nick, we've taken one of our second liners and shut down their top gun. Exactly. And then that balances the ledger. Like, if you can take a pawn and take out a freaking queen, that is a big move. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's chess guys out there. I don't know. It might be a little meta for everybody, but. <laughs> <laughs> the queen is good. The pawn doesn't matter. Is kind of what that means. <laughs> Sorry, Colin. We love you. Colin, we love you. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, just regular season. And, you know, in uh, QC deck, we've got the uh, playoffs coming up here in a little bit. And that kind of same process is what we're going to bring to the table and, you know, kind of. For those that we know are serious about it, dedicated to it, and are constantly trying to approve, this is another thing that you can use uh, in your arsenal. That wraps it up for another episode of Deck Hockey Focus. Mock, what did you learn tonight? <sighs> NDA3N3.com. No. <laughs> um, today, I'm going to say that I learned keeping your head in the game, whether it be via the system or via just keeping from having a hot head is going to change everything. Yep. Shaq, what did you learn? I learned that the... National tournament in the Quad Cities is only five weeks away, so get prepared. And I learned having a game plan can mean winning or losing a game, and uh, you got to have it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Check out our glasses in the pro shop. We hope to see you out there scoring some goals both in the summer tournament and the rest of the regular season.